Living at Cause with Michelle Safin. The MKS Assists team acknowledges the traditional custodians of the lands and seas on which we live and work. We pay our respects to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander ancestors and elders and acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. I particularly recognise the connection to traditional custodians Always was, always will be. It's pure. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. It feels weird saying that. I'm not sure if this audio recording will ever make it to the podcast, but I felt called to record it. And if it never gets released, that's fine. But if I never record it, then it can never be released. So right now, it's just for me, it might make it to the podcast, it might not. But if you're listening to it, there you go. I felt this year and did it anyway. I've been working a lot uh, at the moment with Sia through Jazz Bori, my incredible coach, who's doing a series about fear and desire at the moment. And so as much as recording this scares the crap out of me, I think that the fear is, I'm letting the fear move so that my desire, which is for my voice to contribute to the mental health of stigma, stigma about mental illness being reduced, is there. Let me try that again. My desire is that my voice will help reduce the stigma around mental illness. And that's why I am recording this today. So, here's my vulnerable share. I'm recording this from a psychiatry hospital. (sighs) Feels big to say that. Um... Yeah, I am doing okay, but I'm not doing great. Uh, So I've come here, I'm going to be here for about three or four weeks as an inpatient. I'm going to try a new treatment called TMS and maybe do some changes to my medication as well with my psychiatrist. And we're just going to see, we're just going to see what happens. Um, I am absolutely not at the worst point that I've ever been at, Um, but I'm also not amazing, not great. And so, you know, I'm, I'm often pursuing more, pursuing my desires. And, and one of the things that I really have wanted to, or have been, have been pursuing is better mental health and so this is a big step because it feels so huge to be an inpatient uh, to be admitted and a lot of that is you know it probably is around the stigma that I'm carrying about mental illness about what being admitted means Um, but 
really, I just want to access this different form of treatment, see what happens. And the way that I could do that was through being an inpatient. And so we're giving it a go. Um, I'm cautiously optimistic. I don't want to get my hopes up too much in case it isn't um, successful for me. But I'm here, I'm treating it as a bit of a life experiment. I'm treating it like a little bit of a holiday because it feels like I'm in a hotel room uh, and the food's amazing. My mum was really Hi. worried. Um, Shout out to mum. The food's great. I'm actually quite emotional. It's all going to be I well just because the food is good. Um, just so yeah, <laughs> Barbara will share today's day one. Wow, I actually didn't think the I was going to this, this morning. So I will check back, back to in that. tomorrow. Um, yeah, it's powerful. Hey, <laughs> it's very powerful. I think because I don't really remember what I said in that soundbite. I've just listened back to it for the first time. And like you can hear, or at least I can hear, how um like I'm scared <laughs> I'm really scared and you can hear that I'm like oh I'm like optimistic but like trying not to get my hopes up but like the reality is that my hopes were fucking up um <laughs> like real high um and I was scared that it wasn't gonna work I was scared that I was there in the first place like um it was a lot so, um, at the time my intention had been to record little sound bites the whole time I was in hospital, I was sort of thinking not once a day, but I was hoping to do once a week. Um, that didn't happen. First of all, it was a really up and down experience when I was in hospital. Um, and I, like, I felt... I didn't feel bad. I actually felt kind of good. Things were a bit easier. It was easier to look after myself in hospital because so much is being done for you. But in saying that, I still wasn't amazing. Um, I really took time away from the business. I did client work, but I didn't really do stuff on my own business. Obviously, there was no podcast recordings. Um, I didn't really touch base with friends as much as I normally try to. Yeah, I really took a step away or out of life while I was there. And part of that is because I was there for healing. I was there to really do my best to be part of the programs. And while initially I thought I was really only joining to do the TMS, the treatment that I mentioned in that recording, um, the obviously the setup in hospital is not it you don't have to do anything that you don't want to but it really is focusing on therapy group programs so I figured well I'm here now have to be here for however long this treatment's going to take I might as well get the most out of the experience that I can and I don't know that TMS is going to work so we might as well try the other stuff as well um, so a lot came up. Basically, you're doing group therapy at least twice a day, 
plus additional group programs. So often I do um, the craft program in the middle of the day, but it means that you're talking about, thinking about, feeling your shit all the time. So it's a lot. It's a lot of therapy. It's not, it's a lot more than I would normally do. Uh, that's one of the things that I've realized, like having been in hospital and coming out, is that I go to therapy, but then I tend to not, I don't really keep doing the work as much as I thought I was between sessions. So that's something I've been working on is like, how can I keep consistency? Because that's really helpful. But when I first went into hospital, obviously it was a huge change um, and it was a lot to process. So all of that to say is that is the only soundbite that I have from hospital. I didn't even journal. Um, I just, I remember sitting in the bed so many times and looking over at my journal and thinking, I really should journal. I really want to journal. I want to have a record of what I'm feeling and thinking right now. And I just couldn't do it. I think because I was just exhausted talking and thinking about everything all the time that when I was alone and like had some time out and some time off, I didn't want to do more therapy kind of stuff. So I don't really have records um, of anything aside from that soundbite, but that was, yeah, as you can tell, it's like actually hit me quite hard listening back to it today. Um, and I just really... I want to share because, like I said, I think the stigma against mental illness, yes, but particularly being in a psychiatric hospital is quite large. Um, so many people, when I told them that I was going in, they were like, oh, I didn't think you were that bad. And I was like, well, I'm not. <laughs> you can hear in the recording, I'm like, well, I'm not that bad. Like, I've been fucking real bad before and this is not that. Um, but yeah, I just really, I wanted to try this new treatment and because I'm not amazing or I wasn't amazing and, um, I want more for myself and I think that's okay. And I think I deserve more and really ultimately, even if nothing worked, which I'll, I'll get to my summary of like how I feel now in a minute, but even if nothing worked, it really felt like this was the, the A, logical next step, B, potentially the last next step, aside from more medication changes, um, which is a whole drama in itself. If you've ever been on or are currently on medication for mental illness, you will know that it is a bitch of a process. It is, there is no guarantees and it takes so long you have to go off things slowly, on things slowly. There's different categories. You can't mix and match everything and anything. Um, often psychiatrists will, particularly my psychiatrist, I mean, I've only had one psychiatrist personally. So a lot of what we do is like, okay, well, what's happening in your life that might be impacting it? Therefore, is it the right time to try a medication change? Like it's such, such a process. Um, and you have to weigh all of that drama <laughs> up with the fact that it might not work, you might end up worse, you might end up exactly where you were and you've gone through this whole thing for nothing. So um, it felt like the logical next step, it kind of felt like the only next step 
Um, and it's something that had been discussed by my psychiatrist and my psychologist separately. Um, and then I'd brought it up to them sort of as a team, but they actually came to the same conclusion without talking to each other. And I think for me, that says a lot, um, that it was sort of, we were all in agreement (laughs) basically. Um, yeah. So it was hard being in hospital for a month. I mean, some of it was easy. Like I sort of say there, it's kind of like a holiday because you do get to take time off from life. I just said to people, I'm in hospital. And so I didn't really check in with friends because I didn't have the capacity to. I didn't go to Rover Scouts because I was in hospital. Um, Like I was only allowed to leave hospital for a couple of hours on the weekends and like one or two hours on the weekdays. Um, So it was very limited. So really I just walked away from stuff. I did very minimal client work um, and that was it. Didn't do anything on the business in terms of growing the business. Just really settled into being in a moment for rest and recovery and really involved myself in the life of the hospital. So I was there for nearly a whole month um, in the end because I needed to have the maximum amount of TMS treatments, which in my case was 30. So I sat in a chair for two um, sessions a day, 40 minutes each, watching TV. Um, Usually, like after about, I would say, a week of treatments, I started falling asleep all the time. Often they had me in quite early for me, um, so 8am-ish. So I would fall asleep and had a magnet, like a magnetic, uh, I don't know how to explain it, like a weighted magnet on my head and it would, um, felt like a, someone was tapping my head effectively. At the start, it's a bit more painful, but you get really used to it after a few sessions. So that's why I was able to have a nap when I was in there. If you just Google TMS, go to Google Images, you'll see like the module and how you sort of sit semi-reclined backwards with this module on your head. So have a look at the image. It's a bit hard for me to explain, but that's that's the vibe. <laughs> Hopefully I've explained it all right enough so you understand. Um, it's not like ECT. There's no real side effects. I felt very tired the whole time that I was going through treatment, really tired at the start, more tired than usual the rest of the time, especially considering I wasn't really very active or doing that much while I was in hospital. Um, and we went to bed quite early as well. Um, so very tired, but didn't really feel any other side effects. Um, whereas ECT is quite intense. So, um, you can Google that if you want to find out about it, but TMS, no real side effects aside from feeling sleepy and lethargic, which was fine because I was in hospital and we had to have our night meds at like, they prefer you to have your night meds at 9.30 PM. So I was in bed a lot of the time, long hours of sleep. Um, so did it work? (laughs) <laughs> the question on everyone's minds. Um, something has worked, but we're not sure what, which is a fun game. So about a week and a half before I ended up leaving hospital, we 
put me, like I went on a new medication at night time and increased the dosage twice while I was in hospital, a third time on the script as I left. So the changes that I feel, I'll explain in a second, but the changes that I feel could be from the new medication. They could be from TMS. Because of the timing, it's hard to tell. It's more likely that it was the medication change that has helped only because TMS usually, there can be a delay in feeling the treatment um, working after you leave hospital. So I finished the day before I left hospital, but most people feel a change like a week or two after they finish hospital. It feels like my change took a little bit longer, so then it might have been that last increase in the dosage of the medication when I left, that I feel that script when I left, that that has helped. But we're really not sure. So effectively down the track, if in a, like, we're August now, so maybe in a month or two, if I start to feel a bit of a decline again, then it's probably that the TMS is what's worked because you have to have maintenance for that. So you need to go back and have more sessions. So if I feel a bit of a decline, it's probably the TMS and I'll go back and have a top up. And if that works, then great. TMS is working. We'll make a plan for that. If I stay kind of around the same, obviously life stuff happens. So go up and down, but if the benefits sort of stay around the same level and don't reduce in the next few months, then we can say that it's that this particular new medication has worked or has had some benefit in combination with the other drugs that I'm on and all this other stuff that I do, you know, like nothing happens in a vacuum. And this is why mental health treatment is so tricky because it's not just this one pill works or journaling alone works like I do a lot of work on myself a lot of self-development a lot of self-care and I'm on medication and I have to be conscious of my diet and rah, 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 therapy you know like it's all about having a toolkit um, it's a common saying but it's true so this one medication with everything else may have helped or it might be the TMS with everything else including a new medication we don't really know <laughs> but um I feel the best way to describe it and it's such a cliche and you're probably going to be like that doesn't make any sense but I feel lighter and if you're someone who's had any experience of mental illness then you might understand that this like constant heaviness for me it wasn't a physical heaviness um it was at like a mental heaviness a lack of clarity almost like brain fog if you've ever had brain fog after anesthetic after covid um after an illness whatever if you've ever had brain fog it's sort of like that but it's a combination of brain fog which is like this heaviness, lack of clarity, um, inability to process a lot of stuff. Like I couldn't really, like some days 
all I could manage was looking after myself in basic ways. So showering, eating, trying to drink water. I'm just shit at drinking water, but yeah, those, those things were really all I could manage. I couldn't then also function well at work or um, be a good friend or do anything else. So that is sort of what my experience has been of mental illness of late. And since the change, two things have happened. So one, I feel lighter. Two, I accidentally forgot to take one of my medications. And this is how I knew that something had changed. I forgot to take one of my medications probably for about a week. Um, Side note to that is that we're looking into getting an ADD diagnosis because who forgets to take their meds for a week. But (laughs) that is story for another day, potentially, depending on what happens. Um, But I realised, because I was doing something, I must have run out, I think I ran out of other meds in my little pill containers that I have, so then went back to fill the night med container and realised that I hadn't taken anything during the day which is when this other drug I was supposed to take in the mornings. So then I was like, oh, I haven't been taking this medication and I feel okay. Like I don't feel amazing, but whenever I've missed like maybe one or two days of that medication in the morning, it used to be like I would know, I would remember to take it again because I would feel so shit, not in terms of withdrawal symptoms, just like, really quite a steep decline in my mental health quite rapidly in terms of going into like a deep depression. So the fact that I'd just forgotten to take this med meant that I was feeling okay. Like I wasn't feeling really much better, quote unquote, but I was feeling okay even though this medication I'd forgotten to take. And that's huge because like I said, normally a couple of days I really noticed a decline And that has been the case, like, since I went on to this medication uh, probably two years ago. So, huge change. So I realised that, talked to my psychologist, talked to my psychiatrist when I got into my appointment, had some discussions about, do I go back on that medication? No, because we wanted to reduce my meds anyway, so I just kind of skipped the gun a bit. And usually with, like, psychiatric medicine which I said to you before like you you're supposed to take a really long time to go off the drugs and that's because of the side effects that it has but because I'd already gone off it and I didn't have major side effects to go back on it would have to be a slow process like it was risky but obviously I didn't do it on purpose it was an accident but we'd already done it it had already happened so I've stayed off that medication and Yeah, like I said, I don't feel amazing, but I feel better than I did. So that's a huge win. (laughs) It's an enormous win. And I think um, the biggest thing for me is, yes, something's working and that's great. But the biggest win for me was the benefits that I got out of being in hospital outside of TMS Like if this is TMS that's working, that's amazing and I'll go back. Or if it's the drug and I didn't need to be in hospital, that doesn't matter to me because the wins that I had from being in hospital, being in group therapy, 
being in a 